0: Let's get together, talk about the movies that we saw this week We'll have discussions, talk film news, we'll laugh a lot and act like geeks Sometimes we'll have a guest or two, sometimes it's just the two of us Let's crack some jokes and tell some folks to come along and hang with us
1: Mike and
0: my go to Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mike and Mike Go to the Movies. My name is Mike DiCruccio and joining me this week is a
1: longtime friend and guest of the podcast, Colin Stiles. Welcome to the show. Wow, it's really weird to hear my full name and not producer Colin on the <laughs> show. producer Colin. <laughs> You're right, I'm sorry. Baby. Producer Colin. Just for all the listeners out there who might be like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the long and storied history of producer Colin between... All of the podcasts we've have. Uh, and here we are. It's me and you. Things are have gone off the rails. This can only go well? Question mark? I think so. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a professional radio man, Mike Smith, here with us this week. But we'll make it work for as long as we can make it work. Uh, Mike Smith uh, has life stuff he's doing. He's moving apartments. He's going to concerts. He's traveling across the country. So he was like, oh, shit, I can't do the podcast this weekend. Mike, figure something out. And Colin uh,
1: answered the call. And he but left it in are. our in our moderately capable hands.
0: Yeah, like at least like a thing will be released. Who knows what the story will be by the end. Uh, exactly. So today, last week, we actually talked about uh, Mike and I we were going to do a impromptu Mike makes Mike watch. Maybe that'll be next week. We're not, we're not really sure. Uh, but we'll talk about that at the end this week. Colin is here to do a kind of Colin makes, guest makes, mic watch situation. And we're going to get into that. First, I need to tell everybody that all the theme songs you're going to hear today uh, were created by music supervisor Kyle Colin, who you can reach for your own podcast themes at kylespodcastthemes at gmail.com. Uh, oh, the logo is designed by Jacob Honeycutt or at Jacob Honey on Twitter. And we want to give a shout out to uh, Daniel Clark who does all of our social media for us. But yeah, so today, Colin, what's what, what are we going to talk about? What's the thing?
1: Oh, man. So today we're talking about a, a really well-known video game turned movie, Assassin's Creed. So I yes. think it was like a month ago, you and I were talking about a, a Screen Drafts episode where they ranked a bunch of video game movies. And this one landed really high at the top. We were both like, wait, that actually sounded awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They were talking about it. And so we we joked about me doing a, a guest makes Mike's watch, and, like after I watched this movie, which I didn't do until this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But you know, Mike's out of town. No parents. Cookies for breakfast. Well, <laughs> 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 we can do whatever the hell we want. So we're here talking yeah. about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So let's
0: let's talk about let's talk about video game movies in general a little bit before we get into yeah, yeah. actual Assassin's Creed. They got a bad rep, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess yep. you could say historically do you do you kind of do you, uh, to the, is it a genre that has like a soft spot in your heart despite it, that or what, what's your
1: feel on video game movies it's a genre that i want to love because <laughs> yeah. i feel like <laughs> i feel like the movies that get made are like are ones that i genuinely like i like the game or i like the concept of the game like you either get like the big adventure stuff like the tomb raider movies yeah. or like something goofy like the sonic movie that came out last year which for everyone out there is a fucking banger that movie rules <laughs> I, I haven't seen
0: the Sonic movie and I can't, I'm not sure if I'm like resisting it on like a physical level. Like I feel I have some weird repulsion to that movie, that concept, yeah, I but saw, like it's fine, I guess if people like it, you know,
1: I saw that movie in theaters and I have zero regrets about it.
0: <laughs> that actually sounds pretty dope. That yeah, sounds awesome. it,
1: it's great. Jim Carrey just gives a completely off the rails performance as, yeah. as Robotnik. So it's that, that one's awesome. But in general, like, video game movies, I want to love them because I love their source material. You know, you so many of these games have, like, just a really awesome and tragic story. You're like, why shouldn't that translate to the big screen? Yeah. Right? And then they do it, and it, it just never really works all that well. <laughs> never.
0: Yeah. I don't... I don't... I can't understand. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like, yeah, in theory... I should love these video game movies. I usually love the video game, but I honestly, I can't really even think of any off the top of my head. Like until you said like, oh, yeah, the Tomb Raider movies. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like I kind of completely blanked, although I know we have a couple coming up that might be kind of cool. Like uh, actually they're the TV show, rather, uh, The Last of Us is going to be HBO. So that's different. I feel like that might be the case. I, th- I think that might be the key is that they should be
1: TV or like episodic. Yeah, even. yeah, for sure. But if, but the Uncharted movie is bad. I'm going to riot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was the other one I was going to say was Uncharted, too. But I have kind of zero faith in that because they're opting with like the young Nathan Drake and, yeah. and they kept Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Yeah. And or why, they had, is, when,
1: why is that? When Bruce Campbell's right there.
0: He's right there. <laughs> like there's so many options, even like, oh, man, I forget the guy who I said that it would be cool. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's a lot of other options for people that fit more into the, in line with like the image and character of Sully. Oh yeah, Uncharted, and we get Mark Wahlberg, but, and we get Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, that's fun, I guess. Yeah, so I guess I guess that that's enough. That's enough preamble, just in general for video game movies. So let's let's dive into 2016's Assassin's Creed.
1: Where am I? At 6 p.m. yesterday evening, you were executed and pronounced dead. You no longer exist. What kind of prison is this? It's not a prison. You're about to enter the Animus. What you're about to see, hear, and feel are the memories of your ancestor, who has been dead for 500 years.
0: What do you want from me? Your past. Okay, that is... From the trailer for Assassin's Creed, which was released December 21st, 2016, which I I can't tell if that's like a good or it's like they try to bury this movie or that's like kind of also in like, you know, Oscar movie territory. Not that they thought this would be an Oscar movie, obviously, but it wasn't a
1: January release. Yeah, but I I feel like especially right around Christmas, like that's you put things there when you want people to go see them, though, I feel. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Well, you get the holiday release like wasn't uh, like one of the last Star Wars movies like released like like early, early December. I think all the, the latest trilogy movies have all been December releases. Yeah, if like, I remember correctly. Yeah, I feel like December is like a big month where are like, all right, we're going to get people here to watch these movies. Like, you know, people have time off from work. They're just going to, they need something yeah. yeah. to do.
0: <laughs> they had some expectations uh, for this for this Assassin's Creed movie, mm-hmm. which uh, was directed by Justin Kurzel, starring uh, Michael Fossbender, Marion Cotillard, and uh, Jeremy Irons, among others. Here's the IMDb plot synopsis for uh, Assassin's Creed. Callum Lynch explores the memories of his ancestor Aguilar de Nerha and it gains the skills of a master assassin before taking on a secret templar society. Which like
1: yeah. Yeah, that no, no, nails it.
0: <laughs> that's pretty close actually. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. So yeah, what's what's your your kind of assassin's creed background? Do you have any Did you
1: play the games? What's the what's the deal there? Yeah, so I I played a little bit of like the first First one, I know my, my buddy Joe is a big fan of the Assassin's Creed okay. games, or was a lot when we were younger, and he was like always, always trying to like get me get me to play them, but I just I never did. I was too busy playing yeah. baseball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, jock, easy. I'm uh, baseball video games. <laughs> oh, oh, fair. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> and But like, always, they've always been really cool, and like every... I feel like they they get like the sports game treatment where every year you get like some different point in history. Like, you're going, like, there's some assassin story. But it's like from like, you know, the outside looking in they're, like, they're really cool. But I've never really gotten super into playing the games. Okay. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. So when the first one came out, which was back when we were still in high school. So that must have been like 08 or so, maybe, (laughs) or even maybe before then. I don't really remember. But the first one, I was like, in on, like all that. about. I remember like the E3 trailer and, like, oh my god, you like, you stealthily walk through the crowd. Holy shit. Like, that was the <laughs> big technological advancement in <laughs> Assassin's Creed 1. And I was like on the forum, on the website, all hyped for the release and all that stuff. Cause it, it scratched that like historical fiction yeah. nerd thing in me. And yeah, I really loved that first one. And the second trilogy, like, cause it's, they changed characters. We went to the Renaissance. It's in, I think, Florence or something like that in Italy. Uh, and you follow one character across three games, and then they made Assassin's Creed three, which was the the Revolutionary War one, yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. And then that's kind of where I fell off because they became annual releases, and I was like, all right, kind of, kind of the fuck down. No, <laughs> we no don't one has need, time for this. <laughs> yeah, we don't need this. The, and the games just became like you know super bloated with stuff to just do, like you know collect all the feathers and stuff. And it's yeah, like, all right, kind <laughs> of is it <a> cheap? <laughs> So I kind of grew out of it a little bit. But the last the last one was pretty cool. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was the uh, the
1: Viking one. Oh, that's that was dope. pretty fun. It yeah. was like a pirate one, too.
0: Yes, I think that was f- the fourth one, which was Black Flag. It was called, oh, OK. And that was a pirate one. And, just, and like, that's the cool thing. I love the idea of the story where or the you know, the story from the games where they kind of made it this millennia long battle between the assassins and the Templars. and yeah, They can yeah, kind yeah. of send it at, at any period in history. There's ancient Greek. Ancient Greece is one of them which is awesome. Uh, Egypt was also, ancient Egypt was also one of them. So that's pretty cool. So it's like a really ripe idea, like a hook that you can kind of put anywhere and anytime, which is what makes... My reaction to the movie interesting. Um, <laughs> so, so let's get into let's get into the actual movie now, Colin. What what did you think of 2016's general
1: thoughts on uh, Assassin's Creed? So, one, the cast is is better than it has any right to be for a video yes. game movie. Hundred percent correct. Like. yeah.
0: So this is also oh, so I'll, I'll mention to uh, the director uh, Justin Kurzel, uh, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard. The year before this in twenty fifteen made Macbeth. Okay. Like an adaptation of you know the Shakespeare play, and it's like kind of the same exact thing as, as Assassin's Creed, and I'll talk about it. Uh, so then it's wild that they're kind of just like want to do a video game movie, <laughs> and, and the whole cast is like yes, amazing.
1: But yeah, like I don't know, the movie was it was more fun than it should have been. I don't think it was just it was a little long, like two hours, yeah. was a little bit long. But like the action was dope. Fastbender like just just bought into what he was doing, which like for an actor feeling of his caliber, like. Yeah. Kind of surprising that you, that you were like, Yeah, I'm in. Let's like, I'm gonna fucking commit to this bit. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't know. I just I enjoyed myself a lot more than I, than I thought I was going to. Like, granted, like, we watch it because like these, you know, these people on the podcast made it sound really cool. But like, I saw my yeah. reservations, like going into you know, random video game movie of like, is it actually good? Or are these people really just like off the rocker after four hours of recording a podcast?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially I looked at some of the Letterbox stuff. I mean, it was after I had watched it. I looked at some of the reviews and a lot of them, you know, like
1: 1.5 stars and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, don't which, doubt that. Like, it's not a good movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a very thinly veiled story somewhere in here. <laughs> and exactly. it's like. We just needed a vehicle for really cool fights. <laughs>
0: Which is what makes this, so that's, that's part of my reaction to the movie is that, uh, you know, the, the kind of plot is sort of that, uh, Michael Fossbender's character is a descendant of this kind of ancient master assassin guy from 1492 in Spain. Yeah. Which, like, sure. And, uh, he's the last person to have the Apple of Eden in his possession, the last known person, which is the kind of like, you know, artifact that gave humanity free will, supposedly. And the Templars want it. So they kind of recruit Fassbender basically to go back through his genetic memory and find this thing, and then you know a journey happens. Yeah, and it's, it's such an interesting decision because in the games, in the first one at least, uh, it's not abundantly clear what Abstergo is, which is the company like the, oh, you know, okay. the he's recruiting him. It's portrayed as much more of a reveal that they are the Templars that they they f- lie to him and say they're they're the assassins. If I remember right. For a really long part of that game until the very end where he like discovers it on his own. Okay. Um, So it's like a weird twist to just make that like the upfront thing in the movie. You're like, yeah, no, we're the Templars. We want you to work for us instead of the assassins. Yeah, Uh, which is cool. Like that's I'm fine with that, whatever. But it's like a weird departure where you're like, oh, this could have been a reveal. This is like a moment you're kind of taking away from yourself uh, to make it this straightforward thing. And then the movie splits kind of even between the past and the present, and the game is like ninety five percent past, five yeah. percent present. At least the first one. I don't remember. You know, I don't really know. As the series goes on, it might be more and more of an even split. I'm not sure. So that, those are just two interesting things that they switched up for the movie instead of the as opposed to the games.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really happy they they had more of an even split between the past, like the past and the present in the movie. I feel like yeah. Eight, It just, like, I think lets you buy into the characters a little bit more rather than just, like, this assassin you don't know anything about, like, it just gives, like, a little bit more depth there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is definitely, it's definitely a bold move to also set, I think, let me see, the budget was uh, 125 million (laughs) dollars. Uh, and they set half the movie in Spain in Spanish, which yep. is like f- a baller. Uh, you yeah. know, for like a big block- a blockbuster action movie from a studio, just be like, nah, it's half in Spanish. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, <guess>. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did like that really thing. I like put it on. I like check Twitter real quick while like, the opening credits are going and whatnot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to rewind like 30 seconds because I need to read subtitles.
0: <laughs> They're definitely not speaking English. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of cool.
0: It, it, it does kind of work a little bit, I think, where you kind of, like you said, you get a little bit more depth a little bit more because there's a lot of it's a pretty like heady science fiction plotline yeah. that like yeah we're going back through your 500 years back genetic <laughs> memories <laughs> and yeah and like what wh- what the apple of eden is and all this stuff uh, so there's like a lot of exposition and setup that they have to get through, yeah. which makes a lot of sense when you have to have like the scientists explain it to the main <laughs> character.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. They explained it at the beginning of the movie, right? Was, like in Spanish, <laughs> they're like, yeah, here's what's going on back here. And then, yeah, you get the other exp- exposition from Sofia to Cal. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, here's what's happening now. And the, the entire movie, I felt, it felt like a video game where yeah. it was just like, here are your different moments like that matter. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, the in-between is just like, we're just like cut scenes.
0: Yeah, it is kind of structured like that, right? It's kind of like separate missions each time we go back to the past. Exactly, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, here's the one where you rescue the prince. Oh, you f- whatever. Here's the one where you're going to be burnt at the stake. Uh, and like all that <laughs> stuff. Exactly, here's the one that- with a
1: wild-ass chase scene, which also yeah. is like burnt at the stake.
0: Yeah, that shit rocks. It was great. insane. And I definitely want to talk about some of the action and stuff. Well, I guess we could just talk about it now, because whatever. Because this movie, did not many people saw it. I think I saw it. Uh, I think it a domestic box office was 54 million so almost you know, half <laughs> almost half Almost half, <laughs> almost um, half I didn't get worldwide I didn't get worldwide gross, but, you know, they tried. The attempt was made. Yeah. They Um, they put a movie out, and some people saw it. Exactly. But so let's talk about the action a little bit in this movie, because I feel like that kind of, you know, the the games are action stealth or whatever kind of thing. That kind of, the the draw is the fighting. Um, So what did you think overall of the action in in Assassin's Creed?
1: Yeah, I thought, like, the, the fight choreography was really good. Like, I like, obviously, like, most of it's happening, like, in the past, I thought, right. I thought, like, the, the scenes where it brought you back to the present time, you see him, like, in the Animus, like, machine, just, like, flying around this room with this, like, thing, like, embedded in his neck with, like, the... You can, like, kind of see the things, that, the people he's fighting. Yeah. I was like, that's, that was a pretty cool effect, I thought. I was like, you know, obviously he has to be doing something. Like, they put the fucking blades on his hands. <laughs> like... Right. Like, he's got to, like... Yeah, he's not just like sitting there like dead in this room. So that was really cool. And like, I'm really the only thing I was upset that didn't happen is you never saw him just like fall into a uh, thing of hay while jumping off a really tall building. I know he almost does it he that one time. Did. I was like, here it is. Here. And then like it, they pull him out. Yeah, he, it
0: doesn't like he desynchronizes or whatever, which is super weird because um, I agree with you that the the action in general is really cool. I feel like the editing kind of messes it up a little bit. Yeah. It gets a little like choppy. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because other than that, it looks dope. Like, yeah. um, it would have been cool to get to see like an entire, uh, moment. Yeah. But the animus in the games is just like a table they lay on, which is not, I guess, you know, it makes sense. They would change this because it's like a movie, you know, yeah, you're yeah. actually got to see both.
1: Uh, same, so yeah. sure.
0: Have him be like on a claw thing, flipping around and fighting projections or whatever. Yeah. Um, that shit was cool. Um, I forget what I was going to... Oh, that, that leap of faith moment, right? So when he jumps, yeah. like, there's the, the that huge chase scene after the burning at the stake thing, which was awesome. This, this whole sequence is probably my favorite sequence. Yeah, ever. no, hands down. <laughs> yeah, it's got the coolest shit. This is where he... Uh, where Fassbender skips an arrow off a wall down a hallway? Yeah. The coolest shit. Like, his ally is fighting in the middle and he can't get a clear shot, so he just... Bounces it off the wall. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Full Hawkeye. I'm in. <laughs> There's this moon, right? So at the end of that, he, they go up to like this cathedral, which is under construction, which is cool. Cause that's the cathedral at the end of the movie where they end up yeah. back at. And they do this like huge leap off the scaffolding which I remember when this movie was being marketed that that was one of the like, you know, like those posts on Reddit that make it to the front page. Yeah. And you're like, this is definitely an ad, um, yep. but I, like they try and make it look like it's not. Yep. It was a behind the scenes thing. I think it must've been that sequence because it was like at the time, like the longest wireless free fall stunt oh, or some shit. I remember insane. they were trying to, if I remember what the marketing thing was about, <laughs> your cat just causing problems. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I threw a toy back there for him because he was being a pain in the ass. Except I landed that like on the fourth shelf of my movie shelf. Oh, no. And he's trying to get up there. He's just knocking so many fucking movies over. I'll be, <laughs> I will be. can hear you, so I'm going to let you continue your bit while I go get this toy. Okay.
0: We should leave all this in, Kyle. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, so if I remember correctly, and, and I'm not 100% sure exactly what they were trying to market it as, but it was like something along the lines of like the longest free fall wireless stunt in a movie or something at that point, their highest free fall yeah. where they like built this scaffolding and had the stuntman jump off of it. Um, but the thing was like, it was like just a f- scaffold in, in like a field somewhere, you know, in California or whatever, wherever they feel, or maybe in Spain, I don't know, wherever they filmed it. Yeah. So it was like clearly going to be super CGI. Yeah. And then it, I think it's that moment when he jumps off the cathedral and it's super CGI. And then they cut away before anything happens at the end. Like they cut, like he gets desynchronized. Then he like ends up on the floor in the animus room. Yeah.
1: they, they so it's like, they pull him out. Right. Like they pull. Yeah. So <coughs>
0: something happens, like it stops, it stops working and he gets hurt or something. And like the animus yeah, breaks.
1: Yeah. And like his brain gets all scrambled. Yeah.
0: So it's like, why'd they go through all the effort uh, of the biggest stunt like that? And then have it be super CGI and cut edited to shit so that it doesn't actually seem like a full <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, free fall thing. So, yeah, that was a little disappointing. Yeah, um,
1: I literally have my notes. Oh man, I wanted to see him land in a hay bale.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's like jumping out of hay bale. I think at some point in that chase scene, somebody slips and falls off a roof and lands in a hay bale. Yeah, like one of the bad guys, which was a fun little like wink wink moment. Yeah, uh, but it would have been dope to see him do it.
1: But yeah, like that whole scene, like it was awesome. Like, starting with like the burning at the stake and like the whole yeah. chase scene was awesome, but like it was that was a full on like video game, like. A sat, like yeah. obviously Assassin's Creed but like really kind of invoked like Uncharted type of stuff for me and especially mm-hmm. like they like walk out the window of a building they're just, like walking on a ledge yeah <laughs> and I'm just like yeah this is a video game <laughs> like the hell yeah or like when they're like running across like the clotheslines which mm-hmm. I'm like that's the least efficient way to get to anywhere but like it's cool looking <laughs> but it looks dope yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that stuff was all fun, and that's those are, those are the sequences too. That real that whole sequence, particularly when they're at the stake and it's Takamata, right? And it's the uh, uh, Spanish Inquisition, and yeah. they're going to be burned as heretics and all this stuff. And there's all the cardinals in red, and then like the people banging the drums and in their costumes and shit. Yeah, that um, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely the guys that made Macbeth, you know, the movie from a year earlier, because that movie is very. That version of Macbeth is very uh like esoteric and weird and it's always foggy and smoke and and in this movie there's always ash and like yeah. just shit f- raining around cuz like it's a civil war or whatever. It's yep. so, like the city's always on fire. And it just reminded me it had the same look of that like with the people in in like the kind of demon masks and like, yeah. the, like weird close-ups and stuff in the crowd while they're at the stake and Takamata's doing his whole big, you know,
1: yeah. blasphemers speech. Classic, uh, which, classic monologuing villain and let your, yeah. let your guys get away.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, he took so long to burn these dudes that he somehow just broke out of the chain. I don't really know exactly how.
1: He, he just like was able to like kick it out, like kick off like a shackle somehow. Oh, okay. Yes, you're right. Right, yeah. like I think he had like something like on his shoe where he's able to like, like break the lock and yeah. then just like fucking okay, like Star Wars episode two fight, you know, fight through, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get out of that exactly. arena. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just some, some main character shit he pulls. Exactly. Uh, and he's able to <laughs> escape, which is fine. Like whatever. It was cool. Yeah. And then that whole, that whole chase sequence through all the buildings and stuff is a lot of fun. So yeah. Is there anything in general you wanted to highlight? I mean, besides that sequence, I don't really, you know, I didn't really take
1: any notes. Yeah. Um, I just thought like it was funny. Like he gives like the apple, Chris, like Christopher Columbus, like when he recovered like, yeah. in the past, just like knowing like the historical like figure that is Taught to everyone like who Christopher Columbus is. Like, oh it's a good guy, but Christopher Columbus is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would kind of wish they like mentioned that at all. Uh I don't know what they would have done, yeah. but it's not
0: really particularly relevant because he shows up for a second. For,
1: yeah, for five seconds. I don't know. The movie I feel like it, like he goes back into the animus like that third time, like voluntarily, like after mm-hmm. um like you know the, the head of the company, uh Riken. I forget I don't yeah. remember his first name. But, like, when he, like, does, like, that whole conversation, like, with him about his dad and, like, tries to get him to kill his dad, like, in in this place. And, like. Super weird. And then everyone's, like, you can't go back in there. You're using you. They're using you. He's, like, yeah, fuck it, though. I'm going. (laughs) Like, obviously, he has a plan. But, like, it is the, the loosest plan. Yeah. Right. You've, and
0: it's, it's so strange too, because in the beginning, the first, I think the first time he goes in the animus, uh, so is it Sophia, Sophie, Mary, Sophia, yeah. Sophia's character tells him like, you're not going to be able to change anything. Like you can't affect the past. You're just going to relive the memory basically. Yeah. Uh, so we can get the information we need. So when he goes in that third time, it sort of seems like, yeah, I'm going to fuck something up. And you're like, what? It can't, you can't, it can't
1: though. though. Right. Like Gary, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, like, his motivation seemed really weird. Just like, even if you figure it out, like you're feeding the information to the people who want it, right? It seems yeah. like a very, like, he. it seems like he was just mad at the world. He was like, fuck it. It's, like, my only option, so I'm going to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> we have this, like, full-on battle like, in, yeah. like, in this facility where, like, I know that, you know, the whole, like, concept here is that, like, the like, violence is almost, like, genetic. Like, your predisposition to it is genetic. Mm-hmm. But, like, in all of the people in there, like, I'm assuming we we're descended from assassins, like, all the people they were testing on but it's like these people are like fully trained assassins
0: yeah <laughs> right yeah like they must have known that this is possible that he's gonna like unlock the memories right that he'll like gain the skills of
1: his ancestors yeah. because
0: there's all the other people <laughs>
1: that they've been testing on already exactly now everyone they all just other way. Like, yeah fuck this place <laughs> and just yeah. like and then man This. It's so like during that fight when they're like in the animus room, which was all like that was really cool. Like, I'll be like dark. Like, that was the one thing I didn't like. Is there were some scenes that were just like overly dark? Yeah, and I'm like I don't know. We're in this room where you're doing like sciencey things. You probably want to see. Like, you probably have some lights. <laughs> like, why yeah. are the lights on? <laughs> but like, but I guess it's like a projection booth, right? Yeah, for the animus
0: thing. Sure,
1: but it, I don't know. Just like the dimness of it. was like, I hate when there's yeah. like it's so dim you can't see what's happening.
0: I did like that whole that whole sequence, right? Oh, where yeah. at the end where. They sort of, like, realize that they're the assassins in the real world, yeah. or the modern present times, and they kind of all band together and have that huge battle to break out.
1: Yeah. And, like, he climbs up to the roof, like, it punches through the fucking, like, glass ceiling. <laughs> I thought he was going to jump off this fucking, like, building and, like, oh grab this helicopter. It was like, what nonsense are we going to do here? And, like, unfortunately, it wasn't, wasn't that level nonsense, but...
0: Yeah, he just punches through like the exterior giant dome win- window <laughs> as if that wouldn't be like inches yeah, thick glass. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. That like a fucking helicopter
1: was just like landing on right. Like yeah. it was on that ceiling on that roof. Like, and he was like, "No, I got this." Wild. <laughs> just punches it. Yeah, no problem.
0: And one of those uh, those my, those those modern assassins was Michael K. Williams, yeah. who is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. That's one to bring. Yeah, it again,
1: like the cast of this movie was killing it. <laughs> it's like the weirdest. I love, like, when you get, like, an all-star cast in a movie that it makes no sense as to, like, why yeah. you have an all-star cast. Because, like, you exactly. could have made this movie with nobodies.
0: Yeah, or just or, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, like Michael Fassbender and
1: nobody else, right? Because, like, yeah. the movie is really just him, right? Basically. It's yeah. just him doing, doing like, stunt things for, for two hours.
0: <laughs> Flipping around a room and speaking in Spanish, which, <laughs>
1: hey. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. I like the, uh, like, when they actually, like, go to, like, the Templar meeting, like, at the end. Which like and yeah. big Trump rally vibes.
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> right? Hundred percent. I was really thinking of that too, the whole like, you know, we have the we gene- we got the genetic code to end free will. Yeah. It was like
1: big fascism vibes. Yeah, I was like, Oh,
0: this isn't good what's happening.
1: And then like uh, which, you know, in twenty sixteen, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> but like <laughs> and like he like sneaks in to like this and like finds Sophia who like clearly is like understanding that like what's about to happen is bad but also like doesn't want to throw away her research yeah right she's like i worked really hard at it also realizing my dad's a psychopath
0: but like vows revenge at the end yeah it's really weird Yeah, her
1: whole yeah i I didn't really quite get where she was at like i think she wants it like she wanted the apple really just to end violence like i think like that's generally what she wanted she was like i just don't want people fighting anymore but her dad's just like i want to rule the fucking world (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah like, Her dad's wanna, like a full-on Templar. She's like in between, but she so she doesn't know what to do. And he's like, "I'm sure you'll kill your dad." <laughs>
0: Just yeah. There's that moment right before that, like when they get the apple at the from Christopher Columbus's tomb. Yeah, and the like chancellor or whoever like the woman that's in charge says like uh, i forget exactly what her quote is but something along the lines of like oh your dad's gonna get the credit for this but, yeah you know, you're next in line it's kind of the moment where she seems to be like okay i'm on i'm on board yeah like she seems to get, get on board there and then after fassbender kills her dad kills jeremy irons by the way yeah. who <laughs> is the dad and she like vows revenge or whatever I forget she yeah. says something like that
1: right I, yeah i didn't write down what uh what she's uh, said there my last three notes on this movie were, this feels like a Trump rally. Alan Reagan's fucking dead. Ha, he switched it with an actual apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like. Perfect. I love the level of pettiness required to, like, bring an apple with you. <laughs> yeah, he planned that. <laughs> right? It's he was like. incredible. Which, like, I, like, you know, that was, like, planned, like, early in the movie, like, when he's like, in the cafeteria and, like, someone puts an apple in front of him. And yeah. Was, and he's like, I'm going to fucking eat it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then obviously he has the apple at the end there. And I'm just like that. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. so stupid, but sure. I like it.
0: Sure. Why not? I like. Yeah. It's a good payoff. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. So that the, the final act probably is the weakest part. Oh me, yeah. Where it ends kind of like three times in a row. Yep. And like, there's kind of just no connective tissue between the battle with the present day assassins. And they, you know, the, the Rikers or whatever yeah. <laughs> escape in the helicopter. And then it just kind of like fades out, fades out and fades in on Christopher Columbus. Yeah,
1: but like they're in they're in Spain, right?
0: Yeah, that's all in Spain.
1: Yeah, yeah. and so like I don't know, it just all felt super easy.
0: Yeah, right. And then <laughs> after they get the apple, they just fade out and fade in on London, and we're just at this final meeting at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, like how
1: like these people like who are dead to society like. Like Michael yeah. Fassbender not a; it does not exist. Our Cal does not exist. Exactly. Right, and he was able to just easily get to London. I guess they're master
0: assassins now. I don't know. Sure,
1: but like, that doesn't mean like that you can get through the world security. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. Like. Yeah. Like the whole the whole third act just felt really easy. Which like mm-hmm. also is like kind of video gamey, right? It's like you did all the big things, and now you just like kind of check your boxes at the end. Yeah, right? you unlock like, all the super
0: skills. You're just crushing every enemy
1: yeah it's like here's your quick time event to end the game like you're good to go <laughs>
0: yeah, that's really what it feels like you're 100 correct
1: i was just like because as soon as they're like oh christopher columbus has it and they pull up like where his tomb is and i was like <laughs> it's really stupid i was like oh man this it almost felt like a national like natural treasure where they're like another yeah. fucking weird historical thing that we gotta go deal with exactly <laughs> they just walk in and They're like here's your box and I was like, oh, cool.
0: Super strange. Yeah, I guess that was supposed to be like, oh, the church, the Catholic church is in on is a, is the Templars, which I mean, I yeah. guess they, the Templars literally were <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Catholic right. knights at one point yeah, uh, in the Crusades and stuff. But yeah, it was kind of just like, OK, they hand it over and then we go to this big meeting at the end. But I did. I did really like all the like slow mo stuff they do a lot of, oh, especially yeah. like I, I liked the kind of echo, you know, like, like the Apple thing but earlier in one of the like historical sequences where they like try to rescue the Prince. There's that kind of montage of them kind of walking through the crowd. That's around the guy monologuing around the Prince. Yeah. With you could see like they have their hoods up and stuff. And then they, they do that same thing again here at the end in the, in the rally where it's like them walking through the crowd with the hoods up and stuff was like, Oh man, this is cool. And that might just be because it's cool. Assassin's Creed imagery that they're just using. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Like that,
1: like that is like the iconic Assassin's Creed, like they're like putting their hoods up and just like, Slowly moving through the crowd to go kill some people. Yeah, exactly, and then they do, and, it's and they cool. they really do. like <laughs> <laughs> this is really thought. Did did, did Riken bleed? Well, yeah, after cut his like throat cut.
0: So I think that's one of the things. Like, it's I, I'm assuming this is a PG thirteen movie. I don't. I would assume so. Th- yeah, I can't think of why it would be R. Especially because there's very little blood for a movie where people are getting fucking stabbed and sliced and chopped yeah. with arrows all the time. Because, yeah, he slits his throat and he just like bloodlessly falls to the ground. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was really confused. For, yeah, it is PG-13, by the way. But, yeah, yeah I was really confused. It was like, it happened? And like I was like, wait, how did he die? Because, like, it was, was other dark scenes. So you can't really, like, see mm-hmm. Fassbender that well behind him, which, like, that's the point of being an assassin, right? but I was like I have no I took like you know 5-10 seconds to realize like what actually like what happened and I was like oh yeah throw a slit there is no blood here
0: there's no blood yeah and it's one of the weird things too like because he's got the you know the the hidden wrist blade thing which is the iconic assassin's creed weapon and he keeps like slicing people and in the games you're always like stabbing Stabbing. because you're like punching with the blade under your wrist uh which i
1: I guess like could kind of make sense especially like early on when he doesn't like have all the skills from his ancestor yet right like yeah but like even still yeah it's like it's a blade like on your wrist just like fucking punch him Yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah, so and then after that, they they kind of it ends with this kind of image of the the modern day assassins running across the roofs or get uh, standing on a roof in in London. And then they they kind of, uh, you know, leap of faith towards the Thames River, it looks like or something. And then, you know, cut to credits, which is pretty cool. But what do you think that I mean, obviously, we're never going to get a sequel to this movie, uh, but like the balls to end. on, (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. Like. They definitely added it on. We're going to make a sequel to this, yeah. which obviously makes sense. If you're going to start a, a if you're going to make a movie off of a video game that has fucking like 10 entries, like obviously mm-hmm. you want to make more than one. Right. But like, like big ambitions there. Yeah. Right? Big, big swing. Yeah. Which, again, yeah. Like, I appreciate it. Go for it. But like was never going to get there.
0: No, I really thought it was going to end, you know, like fifteen minutes earlier when they get the apple, uh from like they figure out that it's Christopher Columbus yeah. and they go to the tomb and get the apple. And I was like, holy shoot, it's gonna end when when Foustbender loses. Like the assassins lose. That's where we're gonna end yeah. the first one, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh which would have been kinda cool, I think. But then they have that last moment where they yeah. get their get their vengeance.
1: Yeah, they like you gotta kinda hedge your bets a little bit, right? it's like yeah. If you don't get the sequel, you'll want the assassins to win. But like if you did get your sequel, it would have been really cool for them to lose in the first one. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: Otherwise you end up looking like the golden compass, which I don't know if you've ever seen.
1: I was Um, not allowed to see that movie when it was in theaters.
0: (laughs) That makes so much sense with everything I know about you. Incredible. (laughs) But. That's a movie that ends 150 pages before the book ends, which is wild because uh, that's a trilogy of books. Mm-hmm. And they end it like on a cliffhanger before the story of the first book resolves. And okay. you're just like, what are you doing? Uh, because the- obviously they never made those movies. But yeah, it, fe- no. it does feel really unsatisfying, uh, which makes sense, you know, narratively that you end without the conclusion of the book. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, exactly. And the story there. Oh, man. <laughs> so the one other thing I wanted to mention about this movie is I love... Like the first thing like in modern times we see is a child cow eating shit on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to jump his bike off a roof. Yeah. <laughs> just eats shit.
0: Yeah. And I love Nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the um mind bending time jumps in the first 10 minutes yeah. of the movie where it's like, okay, it's Spain, 1492. He takes the Assassin's Creed, right? The oath. He gets yep. his finger cut off. Hard cut. Texas, 1986. You're like, Okay, <laughs> and then hard cut 30 years later, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, Pick dude, a time
1: frame. It's like a death penalty scene. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then he's getting fine, executed. Which yeah. is wild and sets up why he doesn't exist, quote-unquote, anymore, right? Oh, like, yeah. he's been legally executed and that's that's it. That's how Abstergo gets him to be their pawn because nobody, he's dead, according yeah. to the world. Which, like, um, also, like,
1: brings up a bunch of questions, like, how, like, deep into things is Abstergo or they can just, like, do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's supposed <laughs> to give them, you know, that extra power, that extra air of, like, scariness that they yeah. can do that. And then you know like you said at the end they just the church just gives them the apple uh like they've been part of it all along yeah Sp- spooky stuff i guess yeah you know, big big uh almost cyberpunky stuff right because like the world yeah kind of is fucked up right we never really see it right? from inside the lab he's always looking out the window and it's just kind of just smoke fog covered spain yeah. right yep
1: so who knows yeah. and yeah they but, got they got that going yeah but also like if the church is in on it and they just like had the apple <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> like, what's like, what, a good point? Like, they were giving this, like, this company billions of dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to research this, and they just add the apple.
0: It was just in the tomb, in the cathedral <laughs> for
1: hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, and, like, just, if you would assume that the person who put Christopher Columbus there was a Templar, like, I would assume I so. Know. Yeah. Like, like, I would assume Somebody so. must have been
0: an assassin, yeah. Right,
1: right somewhere along the line, yeah, had to have been an assassin, like, destroyed a record of that. <laughs> because I was like... If you just were able to walk in there, you should have known. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, the historical figure stuff was always, like, my favorite part of the games, too. Like, Christopher Columbus being in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, in the second one, or the the Ezio trilogy, or whatever, you know, this... I forget what the names of those three games are. Yeah. Uh, but like his best bro is Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, that's uh, like that he's one. the one that makes all of his gadgets and stuff for
1: him, which that, is really cool. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. That's always been my favorite part of the games is that kind of like, you're just history adjacent. Right? Yeah. And there's that moment towards the end, sort of when, when Cal breaks free of the animus, which I forget exactly when that, ha- I think it's when he does the leap of faith into the river that time in Spain. Right. And he like breaks free. And yeah. Marion Cotillard like looks at the camera and says like, Leap of faith. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like
1: if she says that like it means something. Yeah. (laughs) But there's no reason why it would mean anything.
0: Anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, but so after he does that and he like kind of breaks free from the animus, he stands up and he like looks around and he's like, you know, he looks back at all the Jedi who come before him <laughs> kind of moment. It's like all the other assassins <laughs> in history. Um, which is cool. The only one that I recognize I think is Edward, who's the revolutionary war guy in oh, the right. Assassin's Creed 3. Because he's his his like costume design looks like a like a blue coat kind yeah. of uniform. Um so he's pretty distinct, which was cool. But I was like, kind of hoping I was like kind of looking to see if I recognize, you know, Etio or Altair, I think is the guy from the first one. OK, uh, but I don't think I saw him in there. But that, that was a kind of cool moment. Yeah, like that. No,
1: for sure. And like, yeah, like they dropped a bunch of little things in here. It's like there's like there's material for a sequel. If but like, yeah, yeah we're just it's never going to happen,
0: which, you know, I guess that's probably for the best. I
1: don't yeah, know. like, yeah, like this movie was a ton of fun and like mm-hmm. I definitely don't hate that I watched it, but like, yeah, it's not a good movie.
0: Like, yeah, I, th- I think if I had seen this in theaters and paid, you know, 15 bucks or whatever, I'd probably be pissed.
1: Uh, yeah, but I, I spent $4 to watch it in the comfort of my own apartment, like, on a yeah. Sunday afternoon. Like, yeah. yeah, fuck it.
0: It's a perfect movie for that. Just going to have some beers and hang out. Exactly. And watch Michael Fassbender do some flips,
1: basically. <laughs> Sweet flips, bro. Sweet flips.
0: <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? I feel like we're kind of, we're kind of rooted out. Uh, yeah,
1: no, I, uh, I think we... We've given we've given Assassin's Creed forty two minutes, which like
0: four years later, that's more time than it deserves. Probably
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, this is more than anyone. As no, I was gonna say, as I was gonna say, it's more than anyone's talked about it in the, that time. But pretty sure Screen Draft spent more time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true, that's probably true. Which is the you know like you said the inspiration for us to do this to yeah. this episode. So yeah, overall overall, it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah, like it's okay. You but know,
1: this is a, this is a prime. It popped up on TNT and you caught it within the first 15 minutes. Sit down and yeah, watch it. exactly. That's right.
0: exactly the kind of movie it is. Yes, 100%. And I, like we said, we do have some more video game content movies, TV show things coming. They just released some the first images of a uh, Resident Evil live action show on Netflix, I think. Just dropped today. Okay. <laughs> Which seems kind of cool. The picture, you know, it's just like one or two pictures of the cast, yeah, which seems
1: I, neat. I'm interested. I like interested in that because, like as you said earlier, like video game movies, like I think do lend themselves to be more episodic. Like give me, yeah. like, you know, forty minutes at a time rather than like trying to make like some big grand like story in an hour and forty five minutes to two hours. Like, yeah. give it like a, I don't know, like a longer story that you can break up into manageable sizes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like a good like you know we we've talked. You came on to talk about Last of Us 2. In that game, you spend forty. Plus hours with the characters. Pure agony. Yeah. Of just suffering for 40 hours. But to cut that to two hours and try to make it feel satisfying in the same way. Yeah. It's
1: not there. Impossible.
0: We'll see what happens as far as other video game content. Uh, But that's where we land on Assassin's Creed. It's pretty fun. Check it out. I guess if you didn't, if you wrote it off, like I definitely would have never gone back and watched this. Never. (laughs) Uh, Give it a rent, you know. Uh, So that's it for this week's episode of Mike and Mike Go to the Movies. Uh, I'm Mike DeCretio, That's Colin Styles. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, whatever it is that you listen. You can tweet at us at Mike and Mike pod on Twitter. Also give us some retweets. We never mentioned that spread the word about the show. That could always help. Uh, you can find all of our other podcasts at Rapture Press uh, alongside lots of other great shows. Stay tuned next week uh, for another mystery episode. Like I said, Mike Smith has life. He's moving concerts. He's doing stuff. We don't know exactly what our schedule is going to be next week. Maybe we'll get to that. Mike and Mike, Mike, Makes Mike watch. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be more bonus episodes with me fumbling my way through hosting. Uh, and speaking about not being sure what we're going to do, there is no Goldbloom pod this week. Uh, we're going to take the week off for Mike as well as next week. We're just going to put that on pause for right now because that is a set schedule that is easy to follow, especially if we just pause it. <laughs> so we're going to keep doing that. Uh, and thank you so much again, Colin. Uh, I hope you had fun. Always do. <laughs> Yes, it's always good to have you here. Producer Colin, thank you so much. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, or whatever it is that you Litten, lit. <laughs> That's a Pokemon litten? name. <laughs> That's a Pokemon. Yeah, what even <laughs> happened there? Uh, I was doing so good, too. Hosting's hard. Hosting is tough. I even, I made sure to write it down this time after last time I, uh, I said, thanks for getting in the gold bloom cage. I did all three endings. You just didn't know which one to do. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I panicked. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Leave this in too, Kyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you, you have the ultimate power. You're the editing man. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, whatever it is that you listen. You're <laughs> so close. You can do it. I believe in you. I can do it.